literally for 10 years, I drove around looking for a place. So I would drop the kids off at school and I would drive. Welcome to Jefferson Parish Pulse, powered by JEDCO, a podcast designed to showcase the businesses, organizations, and individuals that make up the heartbeat of the Jefferson Parish economy. I'm Kelsey Scram. We continue to feature our borrowers this season. These are the small businesses that have used JEDCO's loan programs to start up, grow, expand, renovate, and achieve the next level of success in Jefferson Parish and beyond. This week, we feature an interview with Lori Weil, owner and director of Creative Dance and Music Studio, which has been in business on the West Bank since 1985. Lori took over the business in 2004 from her mother, an unplanned decision that has yielded years of joy and business growth for Lori and her company. For years, Lori leased a studio space on the West Bank, but she had dreamed of owning her own building. That dream became a reality just a few years ago. Lori worked with Jedco to finance the purchase of land and construction of a studio with lots of space to grow. During this interview, Lori talks about growing up around dance, taking over the family business, and learning some big lessons along the way. It is so clear that she is proud to offer a special place for her students to move and partake in the arts, which is so important for our young people. I thoroughly enjoyed this interview, and I hope you will too. Well, Lori, thank you so, so much for being on the show. We're so excited to have you. Oh, thanks for having me. This is a great, uh, great experience for me. I have about a million questions for you. And so we're just going to dive right in and and get started and and talk all about your business. So can you tell us a little bit about Creative Dance and Music Studio? What is your business all about? Uh, Sure. Um, So Creative Dance and Music Studio is a family-owned business, um, small business located in Gretna, over here in the West Bank of New Orleans. Um, We're starting our 37th year in business. Uh, So we have some great things coming with that, but generally, you know, we have um, dance lessons in tap, ballet, jazz, uh, mostly for youth ages 2 to 18. And we also have music lessons in piano, voice, and guitar. That is amazing. And for people who are listening, a lot of people probably don't know this, but I actually took voice lessons for a very, very long time, did lots of singing growing up. I also did some dancing, but I was not very good at it. (laughs) So I'm glad that there are are options for everybody. (laughs) That's really great. this is this is a wide range of of offerings it's also a wide range of ages we do have a pretty big actually preschool program so um we have a lot of like say that two to five year old um you know the young excited beginners coming in um looking to just try something new um and kind of kind of dabble in movement um and we go all the way up to more advanced high school dancers that have been with us you know since they were two so 15 16 years all the way their senior year when they uh, graduate. That's amazing. And I definitely will want to get to this because I think, and you even said it on your website that, you know, this, this dance studio, this music studio is really a place like a home away from home. And especially for those kids that started really young and then went all the way through the programming with you. I mean, that's just, I think that's just so tremendous that there is a place like your business where kids can go and, you know, make friends, build relationships, get movement in. It's a, it's a really wonderful. Yeah. And I think that's something that we've always kind of focused on, you know, is having that place, um, no matter what their age is or, 
you know, the level of, of training that they have. So whether they're, you know, an older beginner that's just trying to find something, or again, the ones that have been with us since they were two, that, you know, their dance mates are, are like family. Um, and it's just the place that they can, you know, come to feel safe, you know, feel comfortable, you know, and, and, and just kind of hang out while, you know, learning and doing what they love to do. And that is so exciting. I love that we um, at Jedco were able to help support this. And we'll talk a little bit in just a little, uh, in just a bit about how Jedco was able to help. But before we get there, I'd love to just hear a little bit more about the business. Um, how many employees do you have? Yeah, so right now we have um, about 12 part-time employees. We have three music teachers. Um, one of them is our music director. So she kind of you know manages that program. Um, we have six dance instructors besides myself, all with different areas of expertise. Um, you know, some prefer the preschoolers and then some prefer those um, advanced, you know, dedicated uh, live and die dance type, type students. Um, and then we have about three administrators that, you know, they work at the desk, they perform customer service, um, and then just the behind the scenes administrative parts of the business as well. Um, I love that you were also one of the dance instructors because I read that your mom actually started this business many years ago and it started out really small and it has grown. So maybe you can talk talk to me a little bit about the history and taking over that business. Yeah, sure. So um, back in 1985, <laughs> my mom opened the studio. I was actually um, a freshman in college when she decided to open up her own business here. Um, so it, it was very small. It was, um, it was, it was more of, um, I would say her passion and her hobby that she loved to teach and she loved kids. And we, we actually had lived in Tennessee for a couple of years where she had a studio there too. Um, so getting back and getting, getting back into, you know, her kids were now grown. She wanted to do this for herself. So the studio was small. It was, you know, maybe 40 or 50 kids the first few years in a very small one room building, um, which quickly grew. Um, within a couple of years, we expanded to, to something, you know, more spacious to be able to accommodate, you know, more students. Um, and for about 20 years, we kind of just, just rolled along as, you know, the studio grew and, you know, I started a family and, and taught for her and helped her with the business and you know things like that. As we get as we got, I would say about 20 years in, she um, she had to uh, step away a little bit from teaching to have some back surgery, um, which kind of put her into a retirement plan that I don't think any of us really expected to happen so quickly. Um, so yeah, so the studio then became mine, and it it literally happened like that overnight. So uh, wow. yeah. A couple of things. I love um, that you taught with your mom. So she was she owned the business, and you were a, you were dance instructor at her business, and then you take over the business. Um, so have you always danced? Was that just something that you've loved to do from a young age? Yeah, um, I actually didn't start when I was two. <laughs> like. A People, you know, assume I was more like maybe second grade or so, maybe seven or so years old. Um, just she, ironically, she gave me the option of, do you want to take dance or piano? And of course, when your mom teaches dance, you're going to pick dance. So, um, so that's kind of how I got started. And, 
you know, it's just something that was always around, um, whether it was her teaching or, um, you know, designing her own costumes or, you know, choreographing around the house. It was just something that was always, always present for us. Something I always, you know, enjoyed doing as a child too. So when you, when you took over the family business, what, what was that like? Was it, I mean, you said it was sort of an overnight decision that happened and all of a sudden you're running a business. What, what was that experience like for you? Yeah, so that it was a little bit of a whirlwind actually. Um, I had just actually had twins and was working full-time job in corporate America. <laughs> and um, yeah, so she said, what do you wanna do about this? So um, yeah, it, it, it happened really quick. Um, never really gave it much thought, but really couldn't, couldn't see it happening any other way. You know, we weren't gonna let the studio go. Um, so yeah, so it just kind of happened. Um, unfortunately, the very, that, well, within that year, we had Hurricane Katrina hit. Um, so one year in, it was trying to make that decision again. Do we, do we rebuild? Do we keep going? Or do we say, you know, <laughs> maybe enough is enough. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, we decided we needed to, we needed to keep it going. So, um, you know, it became a, a another chance to kind of rebuild and, and re redefine what we, you know, wanted the business to be like. Wow. You know, I had read your bio. I saw that you took over in 2004 and it didn't even, so I'm originally from Pennsylvania. So sometimes I, I obviously understand the impact of Hurricane Katrina, but that, that date doesn't always register in my mind. And uh, wow, <laughs> that is the timing of that is crazy. Um, so did you, I mean, and I'm, I'm sure Katrina affected so many people and so many businesses. Was that, uh, was your business flooded or, or what happened to, to the business? Yeah. Um, you know, the, the physical building was, was not bad, just some water damage. Um, but, you know, the main challenge was just everyone being dispersed for, for so, so long. We, um, we did decide to reopen. It was early October. So really not that long after, but we had maybe 30 dancers, um, you know, and we just scheduled classes twice a week or, you know, we, we just made adjustments and made it work until people could return to the area and kind of get their lives back together and kind of get the rebuilding going. So yeah, we just kind of started over basically. You know, I, I often say this whenever we're talking about resilience in Jefferson Parish and in Louisiana and not just with hurricanes, but now we have the pandemic too. I mean, business, our businesses are just so, I don't want to say used to disaster, but we have this strength sort of embedded in our business community because we know what it takes to get something back up and running. And so to that point, obviously the pandemic impacted all of our businesses the same way, and maybe not exactly the same way, but in that same sort of vein where it was a complete crisis, disaster, uh, uncertain times. Um, can you talk about how, how your business was impacted during the pandemic and how you were able to come back? And you, you know, you're exactly right about us having been through the Katrina's, but also other smaller, um, you know, natural disasters. Like it really, it, it did put a different perspective I find for us um, when the pandemic hit. Friends with studio owners all over the country and um, how they, how they prepared to handle this pandemic was completely different than I feel how we did down here. Um, we, we obviously had to shut down just like everyone else back in March. 
we, we actually didn't hold dance classes. We shut the building down and we didn't hold classes in the studio for two and a half months. Um, we, we invested in equipment and we got everything set up for, you know, that online digital learning. Um, we did a lot of pre-recorded classes for the kids. Um, our music program actually kept going. We were able to um, train the staff on, you know, how to use the technology to stay, um, stay in with those weekly lessons with their music students. Um, some of them, you know, some students just after a month or so said, no, we, we, we need to take a pause. This isn't really, you know, working out for us. Plus with everything going out on with them with schooling and changes, you know, it was just, I think a lot for, for young kids to handle, but we did, we came back into the studio in early June. Everything was a little different. Um, our numbers were definitely down. We did lose about 35, 40% of our business, um, over those next few months, just people you know, they weren't sure. They weren't sure if it was time to leave their house or how long could they really do online and be successful. Um, so yeah, so we, we had to make a lot of changes. Um, we, we usually have our year-end recitals in June and at that point we were just getting back into classes and then there was no place to have recitals. So um, yeah, everything just kind of got pushed back into August um, and we just tried to get through that summertime just as, you know, as quote, normal, you know, as possible and, you know, adjusted the classroom experience for the kids and, you know, distancing and mask and, you know, changed their curriculum. So there's no, you know, holding hands and props and, you know, all those fun things that the preschoolers like. So that was a bit of a challenge, but um, yeah, we, we definitely, we made it work and, um, you know, made the year the best that we could. And I saw, um, actually, as we were working to set up this interview, you were doing your recital <laughs> in June. Uh, so obviously recitals are back. Well, that's good news. Yeah, last last year's challenge was, you know, capacity. So we had the Train Center, you know, a great venue. But by the time we got around to performing last year, capacity was down to 100 people, including the performers. So... Yeah, so we were um, we had to do eight mini shows with just two classes or or three at the most at a time. Um, but then this June, um, I guess it was early May, everything kind of reopened. We were at the Jefferson Performing Arts Center, which is our normal home for our recital, um, and it was it was a hundred percent, I would say, normal as normal as it could be. So full capacity, no mask on the stage, you know, two normal shows um, with a full house. So it was great. Really, was great. That's wonderful. Um, I love to hear that. It really is so exciting just to see the world opening back up and to go out and just be around other people. It's really, really wonderful. So I'm so glad to see that things are starting to return to normal for your business as well. That's fantastic. I want to sort of get back to to your bef before you started running this business. I saw in your bio that you have a degree in business administration. So did you always know that it, you wanted to run a business or um, was that something that was part of your, your dream initially or you just knew that it was time to take over the family business and you did it because you had to and now you love it. But you know, I mean, what did you, did you know you wanted to, to, to run a business one day? Yeah, uh, you know, I'm not, I, I really don't know. Um, especially, you know, when you're that age and you're starting you know, your college years, um, I don't know, business just seemed to be, I don't know, the thing that I went into. Um, 
And then after I graduated, I did. I worked um, in a local manufacturing company that's now a worldwide company. So I, I did. I got a good 18 years of, you know, true business experience from everything from sales to marketing to um, I ended up in information technology and being a programmer and just, you know, all sorts of, of opportunities with that company that I think everything has truly led to being able to run the business of the studio. I think some people don't really realize the business side of something that seems to be, you know, so fun. And, you know, you teach dance and you teach little children. Isn't that great? And that is great. Um, but there's so much to the backside of the business, um, the finances and, um, you know, it's just, you have, you have to have that, I think, to be um, successful and no matter what kind of business it is. I love that you mentioned that because yes, that is something where, you know, we talk to a lot of entrepreneurs who end up becoming experts in all these things. Their passion is in this one tiny area, but then they have to be able to know how to understand their finances and their accounting. And, and it, it really is, it's so much bigger when you start a business or take over a business, it's so much bigger than you could possibly imagine. <laughs> so I love that you have that experience of working for um, a an, an manufacturing industry to sort of get you prepared for, for the job that you are doing now. Um, that's wonderful and really interesting. You, you need to be able to have some of those outside experiences too, which I think lends to expertise in the long run. Let's talk a little bit about your building. So for a long time, you were leasing a building in Harvey, um, and then you decided to, to build uh, a new studio. So can you talk about what drove you to that decision? Yeah, sure. Um, that actually was probably a, a 10 year or more process before we even you know, found the, the land to, uh, to build on. Um, I think after Katrina, we really kind of decided that, you know, we had to make this be, um, you know, a, a true business. It had to be something that provided financially for us. And one of the strategies is, you know, to own your own space, um, develop that equity and that asset for yourself. Um, while there are definitely uh, some perks to leasing, um, especially as you're starting out, um, we actually sat down and did an exercise where we we added up everything both me and my mom had paid in rent. And um, that's kind of a scary number when you look at that over 30 years or so. Um, so, so, you know, a little bit of the finance side was, was part of the driving reason, but um, also just to have our own space, you know, something that we could control. We could control the maintenance and the uh, you know, the lighting and the parking and all those things outside of the building, as well as control who our neighbors were. Um, when you're renting in, you know, these strip malls and, you know, you just, you don't know who's coming in. You don't know who's driving through your parking lot. You just, you, you never know. Tenants change. Um, so yeah, we, we really, for all those reasons, just kind of felt like we needed to have a place for our own. And literally for 10 years, I drove around looking for a place. So I would drop the kids off at school and I would drive. Um, so it was something that was always on the table. And then we got to a point that we were like, okay, maybe this just isn't gonna happen. Um, and we tabled it for a while. And then something just kind of triggered us to say, you know what, let's put a, a deadline, let's put this stake in the ground. And if we don't have a place by this date, 
um, we're just going to stay where we are because where we are isn't bad. Um, so we'll, we'll just, that'll be our plan. And um, after about two months of not finding anything, you know, you take a different path in your car and you see a piece of property that you had given up on a while back um, because it was, it was a very large piece of property on a very main street and the price tag was, was actually ridiculous. Um, but, you know, you see it again a few years later and pick up the phone and find out that they subdivided the property and um, this one little parcel is all that's left that the family wants to sell off. And three months later, it's a done deal. So, um, yeah, it took a while, but it, then it happened really quick. <laughs> I think timing is so important. And it's amazing how you'll look for so many years for something and then the right thing will happen. And it's just like, here we go. And we're off. And that's amazing. I love those kinds of stories. They always make me like just really happy and excited because that is that is how, you know, business growth works. It's like it, it it's going to happen within the timing that it's supposed to happen. <laughs> For sure. I think timing is, um, you know, is key and um, just always, I think, being ready for the opportunity, you know, because when it happens, sometimes you don't have much much time to make it happen. When you when you purchase that lot, uh, we know that you got a loan from Jedco to help with that. Um, how did you hear about us? Yeah, you know, it's funny. It actually goes all the way back to Katrina once again. Um, way back then, we had uh, run across Louisiana Small Business Development Center um, and took some classes, just some, some trainings and workshops that they had um, about financing, about finding that that you know, commercial property, about developing it, about financing it, about preparing to finance it. Um, and so we kind of went back down that road, which immediately turned into JEDCO. Um, you know, they assigned, um, you know, like a consultant that kind of worked with me to prepare like the information gathering piece of, you know, what documents, what, you know, performance, what, with just everything that we had to, to kind of build together to get ready for it, I guess, the JEDCO and the SBA and the banking side. Um, and as soon as I was referred to JEDCO, um, it was a meet the lender event that happened, it just happened to be like right around the corner. Um, so I attended that kind of half prepared because we were just kind of starting that path. Went to that first event and um, JEDCO was there obviously and um, I was banking with ASI Federal Credit Union, small credit union now on path. And they had a table there, which I had no idea that they even did this sort of, you know, commercial lending, just had no clue. Um, an hour later, I had like great meeting with the bank, a great meeting with JEDCO. The both representatives knew each other and had done, you know, projects like this before and the ball rolled. It was really that fast. It was quick. We've heard from a couple of borrowers, our whole entire season, this particular season is, you know, we're featuring a lot of different borrowers and a lot of them have heard about us through the LSBDC or through like a meet the lender pro like event, which is just fantastic. I love that those events really actually do work. So for everybody listening, if you, <laughs> if you're interested in getting a loan, there's lots of great meet the lender events where you can come meet Jedco and get a meeting immediately. So <laughs> we love that. Um, can you talk about what your experience was like with Jedco over um, that time, time frame that you've been working with us? 
I mean, I can honestly say that this project would not have happened without Genco, and it would not have happened so so quickly and so easily. Um, just being able to have someone that is, um, you know, an expert at what you need to go through this process and saying, this is a checklist of everything you need, or these are the statements, or fill this in. Um, and just between, you know, getting that information and having someone from Small Business Development Center being able to compile that in a, in the format that was needed to just lay it down for, you know, JEDCO and the SBA um, was just so painless. <laughs> um, and, and I have had friends that have tried to do the process directly with the SBA and um, just a whole different experience. You know, I, I know that you can be successful that way as well, but I think without having, um, you know, Genco in my corner and really being that in between, um, you know, and just making everything kind of fall in place, it was, it was, it had to happen that way. <laughs> well, that is amazing. We are always glad to hear that. Our financing team is just full of like all of these incredible individuals who just truly care so much about all the businesses that they're working with. And I think that is really one of the things that shines through and what is what makes the process so seamless they have so much knowledge and experience but they also care so much which you know as as somebody who um, is tasked with telling the the jedco story having people on staff who just really care about the work that they're doing makes my job so much easier <laughs> because it's it's easy to tell those stories because they're all really good so um let's let's talk about moving into the studio so you know you were looking for a place for 10 years you finally get something built what was that like to move into that new space and 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 see this sort of next level of growth come to fruition yeah um well you know of course it was exciting it was also a little terrifying um that that tail end process of the building is um you know a little hectic uh, a little stressful um, for us, it timed out being around the holidays, um, so that kind of added to it. Um, and for, for the studio business, that's also mid-year for us since we're like a school schedule. So December, January, when we were planning the move, um, just the timing of the transition and not really impacting classes, um, you know, was just at our, our forefront. So every little delay with, you know, power and you know finishing touches and things kind of became a little um scary um but then you know you you open the doors and you have you know your your customers come in and you know you walk the halls and you know it's just it's it's nice it's so nice to be like in our own place um and be able to see that um we have enough enough space for growth and enough space for everybody to sort of spread out, but also have their own spaces. So like, and this is a little, little specific, but like our music rooms, we never, before this, we never really had music rooms. We did music lessons in smaller dance rooms or other spaces. So being able to have like dedicated music rooms so we can expand into, you know, more, more time offerings, um, three dance rooms, which, probably only need two but especially right now but you know we have three so we have the space to do those those extra things those extra programs and extra um projects so um yeah it's been we've been in the building a little over two years now and it, that's kind of hard to to even believe that it's been that long but um yeah kind of feels like we've been there forever too so it's great 
I want to talk to you a little bit about, you know, we did talk about the business side of things and how it's so important to have that background in business. And, but, but I also want to make sure that we talk about providing this type of space for arts in your community, because that is a tremendous, tremendous thing that you are doing for the growth and education and, you know, create creativity of children in, in Jefferson Parish and Gretna and on the West Bank. Um, what does that mean to you to be able to do that for, for these kids? Yeah. And, you know, especially now after, you know, coming off the backside of the pandemic when, you know, kids were, they were isolated for so long. They didn't have, you know, their normal outlets. They didn't have their, their time at school. Um, you know, everything became online, which, you know, that can't be really positive for the long-term development. Um, so just being able to have, you know, that outlet, especially for, you know, for movement, to be able to, to get off of those screens and uh, being able to do something physical, um, it's just, it's, it's a healthier situation for them. Um, and then the social aspect, you know, to see their friends and meet their friends. And then, you know, just the fact that it's, it's something that maybe they don't get in school with, you know, with dance or music um, and the arts, because so many of those programs are cut in schools these days that, uh, you know, I think it's an important part for, for their development, um, no matter, you know, what, what it is that they're taking or they're doing, but just being able to to, you know, kind of experience that. And what is your favorite part about the work that you do? Why is this so near and dear to you? You know, it, it's, that's a really tricky question because um, I love the business side. Of course, I love the teaching side. As I've gotten older, I've stepped back from teaching a little bit, um, going through like raising my children. I definitely took some time off of teaching because evening hours are, you know, kind of Kind of a challenge, um, but that was that was also the stuff that I missed the most um, while I was doing that. So while I was head downs in the business, um, you know, then I missed the teaching, and then I get back into teaching, and it's like, well, but the business side needs me. So you know, I think it's it's important just to have have a good balance, you know, of both to kind of you know for my my sanity <laughs> and for my mental health, being able to you know be back in that classroom and teach the kids. Um, you know, it's, it's, that's really the driving force, I guess, but um, I enjoy all aspects of it, quite honestly. And do you have a favorite, uh, I guess, genre of dance that you like to teach? Yeah, that, that's changed over the years. <laughs> so, you know, as a, as a young 20-something-year-old, it was, you know, jazz, and that, that was the popular movement, and that's, you know, where everybody um, had the most fun, I guess, um, but, you know, it, you know, then you go through a, a period where it's, you know, being with the little kids and just, you know, playing sort of, you know, and, and getting them uh, to love what, you, what they're doing. Um, this past year, it's been quite the opposite. I've been back to teaching the advanced ballet class, which, you know, is a whole different world and a whole different set of challenges, but, um, you know, but quite rewarding as well. So that was a little bit of a mix. Absolutely. I think it's amazing that you can do all of those different types of dance. <laughs> that, that in itself, dancers just amaze me. I, my, my little sister was very good um, growing up and um, I was always just so impressed. I didn't, I, I didn't understand her, how her body could move that way. So I'm always like very impressed and amazed by people who can do 
various forms of dance, not just even one type, but so many, it's fantastic. What business advice would you give to aspiring entrepreneurs? You know, know your numbers. Like that's super important to be able to understand your numbers and know where you are and um, what you need to do to reach your goals. Um, but also just to, to be aware of what's out there as resources to, um, to help you, you know, to, to learn and to grow because there's always something, um, always something new that you don't know and you, you, you don't know when you're going to need it as well. So just being um, open to continuous education, um, no matter what your industry is, but um, yeah, whether it's industry specific or just general business knowledge, just being being open to, to learn and be, a, be available for the opportunities. I think that's great advice. How, how can people find you? If our listeners have kids who might be interested in getting involved in dance, music, that kind of thing, how can they find you? Where, where are you online? Yeah, sure. Um, so our website is creativedanceandmusic.com. Um, we have an Instagram account, a Facebook page, all under the same name, um, but you can definitely find us there. Perfect. Well, I think that is a great place to end. Um, thank you so, so much for being on the show and for all of your truly an interesting story. I have really enjoyed it. Oh, thank you, Kelsey. This was a lot of fun. A special thanks to Lori for taking time out of her busy schedule to be on the show. If you're interested in learning more about Creative Dance and Music Studio, click on the link to their website in our show notes. If this is your first time tuning into the show, there are plenty more episodes where this one came from. Our episodes are released on Thursdays on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and anywhere else you stream your favorite shows. If you like our podcast, please feel free to leave us a rating or a review. Those reviews help others find our show and listen in. We share links to all of our episodes on our social media platforms. Be sure to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Jedco underscore news and on Facebook at Jefferson Parish Economic Development. We are also on LinkedIn and you can visit our website at jedco.org. If you have feedback about the show or if you'd like to recommend a guest, please email me at casegram at jedco.org. As always, thank you so much for listening. See you back here soon.